listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome back, one and all, to Grave Discussions. I am one half of your hellish host duo, Barnabas. And I am the other half, Samael. Welcome to a very special episode. We've been gone for a long time. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot, COVID. And now we're back because we want to be. It's Halloween. We have to be. I we mean, have if, to if, be here. If anything, this is the one episode we had to come back for, and we hope to still have um, at least our top ten list at the end of the year as well. But we had to come back for Halloween. It's it's the greatest holiday of the year, and it's the most important one, obviously, to us. Um, and we had to come on and and talk to you guys once again. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. I really missed it because we would do this every week. And then just stopping out of nowhere kind of like put me in like a really bad slump. Yeah. Because I love watching shit. I love talking about what we watched. I love talking about the news, the new upcoming stuff. But everything's just been kind of slow because of the pandemic. So I don't know. I think it's a great time to be back since Halloween is slowly creeping up on us. Yeah, it's literally at the end of this. It's in a week. It is in one week as of recording this. Yes. By the time the episode comes out and you're listening to this, I'm hoping to have it, you know, around the middle of the week. So you'll have a few days to listen to the episode, get your, you know, uh, watch list ready with the suggestions we're going to give you and the movies that we're going to talk about. Um, but you have a few days and then, yeah, it's it's Halloween day and it's the best day out of the year bar none truly is every day is halloween for us yeah especially for this episode um this is our 97th episode so we're really getting close mm-hmm. to our 100th and this one we just came up with this one <laughs> is a haunted hullabaloo mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about three films um newer ones one of them's like last year but we never really we never really got to talk about that one mm-hmm. but it is on shutter but before we get into all that, what's new, Barnabas? Yeah, uh, well, you know, it's been, what, six, seven months now. Um, I'm not really doing too much. I mean, I have a new girlfriend, which is great. I love Same. her. I know. Same. And, yeah, and <laughs> happy for you as well. And I'm happy for you, sir. Thank you, thank also, you. Also, let us inform our viewers, Barnabas has dropped a serious amount of weight. Oh, yeah. Slightly, what, over 30 pounds? Oh, man, like last November, December, I was like 265 or something, and now I'm like 238. Hell yeah. So, but I put on some muscle too, because I've been like weightlifting, and yeah, I mean, I've used this opportunity, because I've been working from home the whole time, to just really like go out, bike ride, eat better, um, you know, start just weightlifting, pretty simple stuff, but yeah, I've made a lot of great progress, I feel a lot better, um, and uh, you know, like... Like I said, other than that, I've been working from home, um, gaming, <laughs> catching up on my movies. Same, dude. Trying to be kind of productive. I've been in a slump with, like, 
screenwriting and stuff like that but i'm hoping to get back into it uh very very soon um so yeah mostly that's that's it i mean i haven't been doing too much else yeah honestly there's not much you can do other than movies video games keeping at least virtual company if you're not hanging out with people you know, just leaving for essential stuff, like to get food and, you know, stuff for the house, cleaning supplies. That's all I've been doing. I've been um, catching back up to my roots, uh, listening uh, to some goth music, you know, like Christian Death, Bauhaus, Joy Division, I guess. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you can count Joy Division, mm-hmm. you know, Virgin Prunes, stuff like that. So I'm getting back into it because like the music scene, at least for like hip hop and all that stuff has been kind of dead and like very boring so like mm. it's there's been that uh yeah. have a girlfriend now um we've been friends since last year exactly around this time we met on dead by daylight so who would have known that horror mm-hmm. would bring me someone that i actually care about to this level and honestly guys not to get mushy i've never felt this way about anyone before and this is like adult level love <laughs> and it's completely different from that bullshit teenage stuff not to undermine the teenagers but like you'll you'll know when you feel it and you'll have that general sense of happiness always Mm -hmm. if it's the right one yeah i hope that you know that happens for everybody honestly i'm really really happy that's happened for you i mean i feel the same way so yeah i think even though the world has kind of gone to shit and 2020 has been yeah, this is, generally awful, you know. 2020 has been generally awful, but yeah. it's been one of my favorite years, coincidentally. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of positivity yes. to be had and to be felt. So, at least there's that. You kind of have to pick up on the little things here and there. Like, hey, if you picked up a new hobby, that's a huge plus. You know, yes. If you, whatever, voted for the first time, awesome. If you dropped some weight, great. If you you know whatever if you've seen like a really good movie then it's a great year for optimism because now Mm -hmm. that there's not much to look forward to like now instead of like having like these nihilistic or pessimistic tendencies like you can really like kind of just sit down and analyze everything and even like the little things like hey i'm gonna go get some food Mm -hmm. like those little things you can look forward to just just be glass half full now because like we're all trying to work through this and hopefully it'll all be settled soon whether with the case is going down, which I don't think is going to happen anytime soon, unfortunately. Even a vaccine, like the virus might mutate. But mm. the positive thing is viruses usually mutate and become weaker because right. they can't survive forever if they just kill their hosts. So hopefully this thing becomes less serious. We don't know. We're not epidemiologists. Mm. We're not saying anything objectively. Mm-hmm. These are just our hopes. But I think regardless of everything, we can still enjoy our lives. You don't have to be sitting in solitude. You could still go for walks and mm-hmm. bike rides. Get your essential stuff. Just just make sure you maintain a good a good head and that you just have room for improvement, self-improvement, because that's really all we can do right now is self-improve, catch up to all your hobbies that you really didn't have time for. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are working from home, so now a lot of people have time for themselves and you can even like reinvent yourself at this point that way when we all go back out into the world like mm-hmm. i mean everything is going to be different you know nothing's ever going to go back to exactly how it was but we all have to cope with that and try to stay positive in times like this because i mean you you have to do anything that's life affirming at this time like yeah. don't do life denying stuff don't drink yourself to death don't partake in any <laughs> anything that makes you feel like shit 
just yeah. take it out of your life whether it be people situations just just take care of yourselves at this time please yeah i think that's a great message dude like don't just lay on the couch eating cheetos for 12 hours yeah. and, and like not go outside for two and a half weeks like that's not gonna no. be beneficial for you yeah it's a great time to reflect on your mental health and obviously make sure that those around you are doing well too so you know even if you can't see your friends like you were saying even just virtually talking to people making sure everybody's doing well um it's it's really really important because a lot of people are not doing great i mean I, i've even had my you know my paranoia at the beginning of all this and i've had oh my some God, yeah you know depressive episodes but i try to you know just do what i love to do and you know talk to the people that i care about and stuff and you know you just got to get through it every day and i i you know and i find positivity in those little things and i don't really ever fall asleep just in a funk yeah right? it's it's best don't go to bed angry don't go to bed sad yeah. try to like recoup get your head together mm-hmm. as best as you can and then like always reflect we have so much time now now is the time to reflect and change and do all the things that you've been wanting to do mm-hmm. e- not if what you've been wanting to do is go to miami <laughs> and like fucking go on the beach and party like yeah, that's do that. it's not a, it's not a time for stuff like mm-hmm. that and sure like you might be like oh it might not affect me i'm young and i'm healthy but we've known people that have gotten really sick yeah and you don't want to get other people sick just take care of each other mm-hmm. that's all you got to do take care of each other take care of yourself first make sure you're in the right headspace so that you don't go about taking care of others in like the wrong way but don't be selfish don't be selfish just just take care of each other take care of yourself take care of your family take care of your friends even if you can't see them just do everything you can because these are rough times not only like you know for our physical health but mental health a lot of people have been committing suicide Mm because of like you know just purposely like like just cooping themselves up at home and like not doing anything and just i know the extroverts are like their heads are spinning right now but you guys will be good too just everyone hang in there please yeah well put for sure and obviously if you're listening to this you're probably a horror fan so hopefully october has at the very least been kind to you i know we've both been you know um, making sure that we're on pace with our 31 days of halloween watch lists and watching horror movies and doing all all kinds of things that make us happy so um we're gonna keep doing that and if you love horror as well then hopefully you've been okay hopefully you will be okay keep watching movies obviously you know if you just want to talk to us you can absolutely reach out to us on all of our social media we've got a contact us page on the website so you know we're here for you and that's yeah that's mainly it not to go super off off track but we wanted to kind of catch you guys up on what we've been doing what we've been feeling because uh, it's been a long time since our last episode our last episode was the invisible man review dude yeah so. and i speaking of which i just got that one recently on 4k with the digital code Ooh, so nice i'm gonna revisit that one sometime soon i want to watch it again as well because honestly it's just such a well-done movie and there are actually some great jump scares um that are perfect for halloween so it really is and i don't understand all the people saying all these negative things about it like it was it had a good underlying message about narcissistic partners in a relationship without being preachy like Mm -hmm. the black christmas remake about its message so oh yeah 
I don't know. It's a good movie. You know, we've said it before. People like to shit on new movies for no reason just because they have like a pre-bias. And yeah, but if you look back objectively, a lot of the mm-hmm. 80s movies, a lot of the classics are kind of ass too. Oh, so. yeah. Absolutely. You know, you just kind of have to judge a movie by its own merits, and that was a good one. So um, I might revisit it again as well. I kind of want to revisit Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark because that's perfect for... Uh, I actually revisited uh, when I went to go see my girlfriend. Um, nice. Uh at the beginning of this month i was gonna say last month but it was like three weeks ago that i watched it again and it's better on the second second viewing yeah i think because you kind of get those expectations out of the way and you can kind of just sit back and enjoy it it's it's definitely for me at least now it's like a halloween classic yeah well there you go there's a free suggestion there we go scary for the the halloween uh mainstays i think that's definitely a good one we're gonna get into our three but let's get into our news obviously before that though we do have to give a shout out to sports radio detroit we haven't done one in months but you know we're still uh working with them and they're a great company sam where can the people find them you can find them on twitter instagram and facebook just look up srd sports radio detroit and you can also check out sportsradiodetroit.com that is srd not detroit sports radio you guys still got to get it right, and I still have to remind you. Get it right. Go check them out. Um, you can see all the other awesome shows on there as well. So, there has obviously been a plethora of horror news in the span that you know we've been gone. Um, but we're just going to talk about the latest stuff just to keep you guys up to date. Uh, I've decided not to put in any more delays or any of that shit because there have been obviously a lot of delays because of covid um and that fucking sucks but it it's responsible it makes sense um so you know we're looking forward to all those movies coming out in 2021 um but let's talk about some stuff that is in the works and then that's going to be coming out actually very soon uh we've got some new trailers for you guys but the first article is uh, a pretty cool one this is a movie that i think for the most part was enjoyed by the horror community but uh what's going on sam Oh, so we are getting a sequel to Don't Breathe. It follows the old man. Now, um, there's not going to be any, like, surprise, like, twists. Like, because, you know, in the first one, he was, like, the antagonist. But now it seems that he's the protagonist because he's taking care of a girl whose, I think, parents died in a fire, if I'm correct. Mm. And he's out in the cabin, in a cabin in the woods somewhere. And then some people like get their hands on her and now it's his mission to like go out and get her ass back yeah it's kind of an interesting dynamic because the like switched now he's like supposed to be the yeah although i still think that maybe he's gonna have those kind of violent tendencies because yeah in the first one you know these people broke into his house so obviously just from that premise alone you're like okay well yeah he totally should have the right to hurt them if need be because you know they they fucking burgled him yeah and he's just defending himself and he's blind and then of course we learn about uh all of his kind of crazy ass tendencies i don't want to spoil it because maybe some people haven't watched it but yeah it's really good movie though but he does he does end up being the antagonist and you know so in this one it's like okay maybe he know he wants to kind of start over get better or something like that and he takes his girl in so is she gonna soften him up more or is he still gonna like go crazy and i don't know go after her or something or maybe the the way they explained it 
is kind of sketchy. Maybe these guys were looking for this girl, like CPS or something, yeah. and they hired some guys, and they got her. Now they're going to try to put her in a foster home, and he's about to come mutilate them. Yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting thought. I think that would be a cool angle, because it can't be just them. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think someone's probably going to come after him after the events of the first one. Or something yeah. Like um, but, yeah, it uh, apparently has wrapped up filming, so... Uh, August 13th, 2021 is when uh, it's slated to come, I'm guessing, to theaters. Um, and it's, it was directed by Rodo Sayaguas. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. And co-written with Fede Alvarez, who, of okay. course, directed the Evil Dead uh, 2013 remake. So, or reimagining, whatever. Um, which is exciting, because that was a great film. So, I think... Uh, I, tr- I trust him with anything. Is yeah. he also going to be on the 2021's Texas Chainsaw? Maybe. I heard that. And I'm pretty sure he did direct the first Don't Breathe. Yes, he did for yeah, sure. So that makes sense. Um, I don't know about Texas Chainsaw, but maybe. I heard he's going to be on that. I'm not sure, though. Okay. Don't quote me. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. I saw something about the movie, obviously. But anyway, so that's Don't Breathe 2. Pretty exciting stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. I think it has the They've been talking be about it for a long time now. Yeah. I know. Yeah, well, apparently they were filming. Maybe they had the delay with COVID, but... I'm glad that they're done now. So this next one, also pretty exciting. As some of you may know, and I think we actually talked about it on the show, I believe, but there was recently an animated uh, reboot, essentially, of The Addams Family, which I did watch. It was was okay. I didn't check it out. It was okay. I watched it like right before October hit, because I was like, you know, this isn't on my list, but it's it's Halloween-y because it's The Addams Family, so I'm going to watch it. And, uh... I saw it. It was it was pretty good. I mean, the new voices are pretty solid. Um, I like Oscar Isaac as um, Gomez, but uh, you know, the movie itself was a little thin on plot. It was kind of that basic like uh, Adam's family gothic darkness clashing with this really really like plastic white suburban <laughs> like town or something at the bottom of this hill, and it was okay. Um, but now it's supposed to be coming back. Or at the very least, it's being conceptualized as a live-action return with Tim Burton attached. I heard, um, I heard they were looking at Scarlett Johansson for one of the roles. See, I don't even know if that's true because I've seen that picture. I think it might just be hearsay. I think I think it's just a fan thing because I've seen the picture. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure it's photoshopped. She looks okay, but I don't. I don't think that's a real rumor. Um, a lot of people want Christina Ritchie to, to come return, back as yeah. Morticia, actually, and, and not Wednesday, which could be cool. They did; uh, she did a photo shoot as Morticia, <laughs> um, which looked really good. So maybe, but I don't know if she has any interest in coming back to the project. We'll see. Like eventually, all these rumors and all this stuff, all this bullshit about he's gonna do this, she's gonna do that. It'll be cleared mm-hmm. up once it's officially being like launched and they the casting is done and everything yeah and you know i don't like to put in rumors so this isn't so much a rumor because tim burton is looking to bring the this live series to to life um but i think that's cool i think uh you know i'm surprised that he hasn't been attached to it before because his style i think is very well suited to the adams family just the whole aesthetic and everything I don't know if they need all the Tim Burton swirls in their life, but I think I think his visual style, his eye could really fit with the Adams Family. 
Um, so I, I kind of dig the pairing, but yeah, without more information, I can't really get too hyped up. Um, but also Alfred Go and uh, Miles Miller of Smallville have been set as the writers and showrunners. Um, and this is being um, produced by MGM TV. So um, it might also come to Netflix, it says, which is kind of cool. It might. Everything might, though. So <laughs> they, they say that about everything. They have too much money Netflix. now. So, all right. So that is The Addams Family. Be on the lookout for more information about that one. And our last news article uh, should ju- be just in time for Halloween as well. And I know this is going to excite a lot of people. Uh, what's going on here? So there's going to be a one-time one-time broadcast. I think uh, you can reserve your tickets through the New York Restoration Project for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in search of the Sanderson sisters. Hocus Pocus is coming back. And I'm not surprised. It's a classic. And if you say it's not, you are wrong. <laughs> it has been a Halloween classic since I have been five years mm-hmm. old. It's basically the most like popular Halloween movie you now. Yeah, the three sisters are coming back. Mm-hmm. Billy Butcherson's coming back. Doug Jones is returning as him. So I'm not sure what it's going to be about, though. I know it's a broadcast. so I think it's supposed to be like a live performance type of thing. So I don't know what that implies. Is it going to be something kind of like theatrical? I know or? I know it's going to be... Um, it's a one-time thing. Um, yeah. It's a special. That's all I know. I don't know what it's going to be it's a one hour evening event so i'm they're not really specifying i'm yeah i'm not really i'm not really sure if it's going to be some kind of like a narrative thing i'm guessing they might try to do something like that but just the format itself is not really clarified but yeah it's going to be on october 30th at 8 p.m eastern standard time all the original witches are coming back, which is sweet. And it's going to be uh, hosted by Elvira. That's crazy. Well. Yeah. Um, there are a bunch of special uh, guests as as well, including Glenn Close, Pilly Crystal, Jamie Lee Curtis, and, and a bunch of other people. So I wonder if this is almost going to be some kind of like, t- I don't know, like talk show or like almost like a documentary style like late night show type of thing or something with all these guest stars or if they're going to be characters i have no idea maybe it's just going to be a bunch of skits it's only an hour so that's possible yeah almost like a like an snl type of thing yeah exactly but with the sanderson system yeah yeah that's possible i don't know uh if we do find more information we'll probably share it on our social but that's still pretty cool I don't know what the tickets thing is going to be about. I think maybe like you buy a ticket and yeah, they send from you some a, kind of like a code for like a exactly, virtual. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. You got to contact the New York Restoration Project. It's mm-hmm. 10 bucks. So yeah. I'm definitely going to look into that. Yeah. It's pretty cheap, honestly. And uh, it's literally the night before Halloween, which is Friday. So, uh, hey, if you if you got the hour free, then check that out. Also, mini, mini horror news that I was going to save. Mm-hmm. So I was on Netflix, and you know how when the loading screens pop up, uh, apparently more Sabrina's coming. Oh, yeah. I think it's the last season, right? Yeah. Ah, that sucks. It, it was, honestly, it's a good show. And then You is coming in October of next year, mm. the next season. Oh, you know what else I think is actually on Shudder right now or coming very soon is the sequel to May the Devil Take You. Oh. Remember that one? May the Devil Take You too. Yeah, it looks just as crazy. 
if not crazy. Okay, I'm very excited. I'm yeah. glad Shutter picked it up this time instead of Netflix. Same. They've been picking up a bunch of those Thai movies, like that Impedigor they put on there recently, because they really dig into the the foreign horror, which is oh great. yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm not surprised, but I am happy that they because like on Netflix, less people are going to see it because they're just like, oh, another yeah. Bollywood or whatever horror movie, and. People don't want to read captions because they're lazy. Mm-hmm. They're fucking racist. Let's be real. Like a lot of people, I don't want to watch a right. Indian horror movie. Like, well, there are some silly ones because Bollywood is known for its silliness, which I understand. Mm-hmm. But oh, Shutter has like less of like a giant selection of just random films. Yeah. So Shutter has like a bunch of good foreign films. Like you're probably not gonna find a really shitty movie on Shutter. Yeah, Netflix's selection of like Bollywood style indian horror movies is almost like that humongous hillbilly slasher selection on like tubi where like 90 percent of the movies are garbage yeah um so that's why the curation i think is really really important and shutter has a great curation and uh you know a couple of the movies that we're going to be talking about later in our main segment are from shutter slight spoiler alert so they've been killing it they've been putting out a lot of great stuff for october so if you don't have shutter by now and you know, again, we're not sponsored by them or anything, although, hey, hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> but uh, it, it's just a fantastic service, and if you're a horror fan, especially during the month of October, then, I mean, you really should look into it, because if you're looking for, like, cool new Halloween movies or whatever, then it's it's all on there. So let's dive into a few trailers, and then we're going to get into the meat of the show. So first up, uh, I thought this one looked pretty damn cool actually because it kind of looked different maybe not too different but it still kind of has that sort of urban legend almost creepy pasta type of feel to it yeah it it still had like a slender man slash bye bye man slash midnight man Mm -hmm. vibe this one also has the word man in it so (laughs) i don't know i don't know about this one it could be fun but it wasn't just like an entity like really chasing people around which was cool as long as it's not too too repetitive and just garbage as far as the writing goes and i think this won't be cool but this is called the empty man and uh it, it is coming to theaters october 23rd so actually it has already come out the reason that i wanted to include this trailer anyway though is because obviously people are apprehensive going to the theaters right now but if you wanted to risk it to go see the empty man or if you go to drive through or something then you could check this one out but i feel like it's not going to get a lot of buzz um you know i've seen it maybe a couple times on like the facebook groups and stuff like that but i wanted to share it because it does look pretty cool and uh you know you might not have heard of it otherwise so if you're interested go check it out the story uh is kind of about a small midwestern town so already (laughs) great start there because we like those there are a group of teens that have disappeared and uh, the locals believe that it's the work of an urban legend known as the Empty Man. So, again, pretty similar to, like, Slender Man or something like that. Um, but uh, the police get involved, and then there's some kind of secret group that are attempting to summon it. And everybody's in danger, of course. So, the premise kind of sounds, you know, pretty baseline, like all those other movies that have been popping up recently. But the visuals look cool. I think the actual horror... the visual designs of that skeleton man and and whatever else is going on i think those look pretty cool so yeah yeah it didn't give too much away it gave away how they conjure him and you see a few people that look kind of possessed in the trailer 
and then like people whispering into each other's ears and i wonder if they're going to incorporate all those things into the actual movie or is mm. it just for the trailer and i like the skeleton guy at the end that chased the dude out of like the cave or wherever the fuck he was mm. like i don't know it was like it didn't give away like too much i mean it gave away the premise sure but it didn't give away like what really happens or anything like that so that's what i really liked about it i like the whole atmosphere of it uh all the ambiance and everything and it's definitely gonna be one of those like horror movies with that little fucking that fucking whatever that not the brown noise that's one that makes you shit yourself (laughs) i forget what this this one's called the something frequency whatever but um yeah it has that has good lighting it's pretty much a dark movie we didn't see really any like daytime shots but whether it's gonna be one of those takes place in one night or overtime things we really kind of don't know i feel like it might be an overtime type of thing just because if the it it seems to follow uh a police officer or detective or whatever so i feel like there's going to be kind of you know that investigative Most type likely. of feel to it yeah and people sure. will die but you know we'll see uh i think it has some potential it does look cool it has a very serious tone to it so none of that goofy shit <laughs> um but i do hope that it's at least competent you know not like slender man which was just all over the place and not very well acted and yeah it was just uh kind of a complete disappointment but uh, completely that's an understatement i also like the tagline here the first night you hear him the second night you see him the third night he finds you it's kind of cool i think it's pretty dope yes Mm -hmm. so uh yeah this one's being directed by david Pryor, and once again has come out on october 23rd if you can still catch it in theaters and uh, you want to do that then go ahead but obviously if you're going to an indoor one or something be safe and responsible so next up what do we got sam next up on the trailers we have something that i'm pretty excited about even though i didn't finish the reinvented one i have it Mm -hmm. up there as you see season one Mm -hmm. but they're doing a creep show animated special yeah pretty cool uh there's shutter by they i meant yeah shutter as amc has a lot of if you get amc plus you can also watch creep show and all that stuff oh okay yeah amc plus actually has a lot of the stuff that shutter has as well even more but there are Hmm. some things shutter has that they don't and there are some things amc has that they don't i'm kind of surprised that it's on there because i would imagine that if they didn't have anything it would be like the shutter original stuff yeah but hey that's cool i I think they're like working together now okay because i'm pretty sure like amc had something to do with the blu-ray release oh okay yeah that makes sense yeah we've probably talked about it before but i don't remember but uh anyway yeah it's uh coming to shutter it's a creep show animated special it's going to be on october 29th officially coming out which is uh, also right before halloween which is great and it's probably not going to be too long there are going to be two primary animated uh stories that it's going to adapt so it kind of has that anthology format i'm guessing that the creep is you know going to be the host or whatever as well but uh yeah i'm not really sure how the animation is going to be because for some reason in my brain i was like it'd be cool if they did something in the vein of like the creep show 2 yes animation or something like With that the giant piranha plant yeah and you know the, this trailer not to spoil it but whatever uh you know has that kind of comic book mm-hmm. type of artwork to it so but it doesn't really have any actual animation. So I, I wonder if they're going to go with the comic book type of artwork or maybe it'll just be like anime. That would be some crazy <laughs> ass shit. <laughs> I think it just might be a cartoon. Yeah, probably. 
kind of like scooby-doo-ish almost yeah probably hey which is more than okay with me because we love scooby-doo that stuff is great and then when you see like the blood and guts and gore in it it, it kind of is like a weird disconnect almost because yeah. you're used to uh stuff like scooby-doo not being violent but but yeah it, it seems cool there are going to be two stories that are going to be adapted the first is called uh, survivor type based on a short story by Stephen King and adapted by Greg Nicotero, uh, which stars Kiefer Sutherland as a man determined to stay alive alone on a deserted island, no matter what the cost. That guy's everywhere. Yeah. He probably has done way more voice acting than I've even realized, but uh, he's a great actor and, and he's got a very distinctive voice. So I'm excited for that one. The second story is called Twittering from the Circus of the Dead. Not tweeting. Twittering, <laughs> uh, based on a short story by Joe Hill, Stephen King's son, uh-huh. and adapted by Melanie Daniel, which stars Joey King, um, not really like a horror mainstay or anything like that, but um, I have seen her in a few things. She's kind of like a teen phenomenon. Joey King, wasn't she in The Conjuring? I she was. She was. Think a, so. I think she was a little girl. No, I know who you're thinking about, but that's not. That's her. Joey. Someone else, isn't it? something I, f- I forget exactly joey king uh you you may have seen her in some other stuff she's got had like a shaved head for a while and she's she's a good um she's a good actress for sure she was recently in the act i think alongside. oh she is in the conjuring i was right she's the little girl at the time she was oh. in she was in the act she was in the lie do you remember the lie yep did you watch the lie no i know i know what you're talking dude about, watch though. the lie okay yeah which one which one is that again um, so the lie is by Blumhouse and a girl kills her friend and then her parents try to like keep it covered up. Mm. Oh, is that one of the new like Blumhouse eight movies thing yeah. or whatever? Okay. That there's that one like black box and a few other ones. Okay. I didn't know she was in that. I'll have to check that out. So I misspoke then she was obviously in the lie, um, but it's pretty cool. She's going to be in this one as well. And the story uh, is about a teen whose family road trip includes a visit to the gravest show on earth i like that <laughs> um so it, i think it kind of implies it's going to be some kind of roadside circus type of thing but obviously some kind of like haunted circus which has been done before but um i think it's kind of a cool premise so that is exciting so those are the two stories it's going to be coming out on shutter canada shutter uk and shutter anz not sure which country that is supposed to be but anyway uh yeah that's very cool so finally our third and final uh trailer here is going to be about a movie that i had never heard of before but actually is maybe the one i'm most excited about it looked pretty cool but i'm still like confused as to like what the hell is going on in that movie i i am kind of confused but i am very intrigued because the trailer basically didn't give anything away exactly so it's like kind of like antlers like yeah it kind of just pulls you in and like but then that was also the problem with that one shitty movie that came out with the kid from stranger things oh are you talking about the turning yeah okay i still haven't watched that one i know a lot of people didn't like it though but this one for me looks cool i think i have more of a tendency to like these like art housey movies me too um so for that reason alone, I think it looks sweet. It has a very indie type of, uh, you know, artsy cinematography style to it. You know, there are a lot of close-ups on faces. It almost looks like it's filmed on film, you know, really kind of like a flatter 
color palette and just kind of look to it in general. Some really, really great imagery of like the sky and clouds and you know all that type of shit but, yeah but it looks dark it looks very mysterious um it revolves around this girl who learns that her boyfriend from a long time ago who like disappeared comes back and then um a girl around her age is found dead and then there's just a bunch of dead bodies and they're trying to figure out what's going on but the title and like something in the in the actual trailer implies that there's actually some type of giant monster or something but i almost feel like it's going to be kind of like a red herring like i feel like something else is going on yeah i feel like the guy that disappeared all those years probably killed those girls made up some story about a giant came back had like a psychological breakdown and now he's like spreading these rumors about a giant and then we're gonna find out it was him in like some sort of weird lanky <laughs> costume or something maybe I kind of hope they don't go that route because I, I hope think it's the, a monster. Yeah, me too. I think the boyfriend thing is obviously the most be, clear answer. Because that would kind of be like a similar premise to the Slayer. You remember? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that... I mean, that was some kind of psychological thing too, I think. Yeah, but. we thought the chick was going crazy, but there was an actual monster. Yeah. I don't know. As long as they don't make it show up in just the last like five minutes like they did that movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, th I think this one does look pretty sweet it has a great atmosphere already just from the trailer so i'm, I'm digging it hopefully the atmosphere that from the trailer matches the atmosphere from the actual movie because it's kind of different sometimes and i hate when that happens yeah and i also hope that it isn't too slow i, I know a lot of these kind of elevated you know art housey horror movies tend to be a little slower paced which is okay if it's done well you know but um i think that might turn off a lot of people and if it's if it's too heavy-handed on on that then you know, then you're just kind of going to get bored of it, so... We'll I wouldn't. See. I Like, all those people that get bored of that shit, man, just get fucking mad stoned before you watch it. Stoned to the point where you're scared of even a pin dropping in your fucking kitchen, and then watch it. Then you'll feel it. That's mm -hmm. when I noticed I feel movies the most, when I'm, like, just... When a movie's, like, really art housey or avant-garde or just really, like, experimental, Yeah. just get fucking stoned and just watch it stoned, and everything's going to be fucking freaky. Yeah, I can't really disagree with that. And you won't want to like pick up your phone or something too. Exactly. So. Yeah, so guys, check that one out. It's coming out November 13th on digital and on demand. So you can probably rent and or buy it. And it's going to be directed and written by David Raboy. So uh, yeah, be on the lookout for The Giant. So that's going to do it for our news. If there's anything you know you want us to bring up or that you want to talk about uh, as far as uh, the news goes definitely hit us up but with that we're going to take a very short break give some of the other srd shows a chance to spit their game and then we'll be uh, back for our main segment so stick around fiends Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Bryant. Catch me, E, and Brian on Pearson's Peace, 8 to 9 a.m. on Sports Radio Detroit Network, CRB, on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else you can find podcasting. Because I feel like a salad tossing might feel good. What? <laughs> <laughs> Out of Bounds Detroit Podcast. Tuesday morning and Friday mornings here on SportsRadioDetroit.com.
and welcome back gravers to our main segment as we mentioned before uh we are going to be discussing three particular movies uh, today that are mainly 2020 films one of them uh, was released at the end of last year but went wide on streaming uh this year so i i feel like it's appropriate um that we think are going to become halloween mainstays so you know movies that you're going to put on your watch list for the month of october or maybe you watch them on halloween because they have you know a good seasonal holiday type of vibe to them or uh, or whatever you know or they're just like a cool mostly kind of fun horror movie that you know you you just want to like kick back and watch during uh the holiday season so i think these are pretty fun and (laughs) Um, the first one is, is pretty wild. You, you, obviously you guys might not agree with all these suggestions, but we watched all these movies and we were like, you know what? These are some cool new movies and we think that they deserve to be talked about and have the potential to, uh, be appreciated. They 100% do. I'm tired of all these jaded fucking fans that can't just enjoy a fucking fun movie. So we picked three fun movies that don't take themselves seriously just for you guys. That's why it's the haunted hullabaloo. Yeah, it's a hullabaloo, not a fucking art exhibit. (laughs) Not a harrowing type of like post-apocalyptic shit or anything like that. Nothing super duper serious. No, the witch type movies. Honestly, the last real serious kind of Halloween mainstay we've had was probably Trick or Treat, yeah. to be honest, because we've had various other Halloween anthologies come out. Um, none particularly in this episode, although there is an anthology, slight spoiler alert, but it's not really like Halloween-themed, which I'm okay with, because we've had a lot of them come out. We've had uh, like Tales of Halloween, 1031, and like a bunch of other ones. The witching Season. The witching Season. Even All Hallows' Eve. Wasn't uh, Three Dead Trick-or-Treaters kind of? Yes, that was definitely. Yeah. And, you know, nothing against those. Those have been okay. Even the Scare Package has some kind of Halloween uh, type of things in it. And, you know, all those movies are are fun. They're enjoyable. But after a while, you kind of see the same type of stories in each one. And And there's always a wraparound where you always Mm -hmm. see the characters coming back in a different segment. Just like Trick-or-Treat. That really, like set the standard for those halloween anthologies and it's hard to watch any of them without comparing any of them to trick-or-treat as well and i feel like they were clearly inspired by it but not a lot of them do anything to like really stand out so i'm happy that we've got some kind of new stuff this year where they feel fresh they feel unique they still feel like you know they're a, a good movie to watch during halloween um, and yeah, they don't take themselves too seriously, so you can kind of just have fun watching. Well, the first one we're about to talk about doesn't take itself seriously <laughs> at all. Not at all, because it is part comedy, kind of part horror. I mean, it is set on Halloween. It has all those vibes. It even does have some pretty decent horror vibes. But uh, you might have an idea of what we're talking about. Of course, it is Hubie Halloween. Starring Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And it's a Happy Madison production, so you know what that means. If you've seen The Water Boy, uh, if you've seen Billy Madison or any of those movies, the the style of comedy is definitely similar. Although I will say, it's not 
quite as goofy as those movies. It is goofy. Yeah. But because it's melding this kind of Halloween, almost murder mystery type of thing into into the narrative, it almost feels kind of different than those movies as well. Yeah, it does. Those were like off the wall goofy. And mm-hmm. this one, like it was goofy, um, not like just for the sake of being goofy. It was goofy at certain points in time, depending on the scenario. Yeah. And Hubie is goofy in general. And it, it's not him just being goofy. It's how he responds to people. And he's really witty a lot. And he is actually very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say the, the the goofiness surrounding the whole movie, mainly Hubie and the people that kind of bully him for it, um, even though it's just his personality, it all, it all actually fits into the themes of the film and into the story of the film. You know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it actually is important. So, yes, even though it, it is goofy, the, the humor is kind of like almost slapstick sometimes and just silly. Um, it all it all fits, you know, it doesn't really feel out of place to me anyway. I know a lot of people were like not fans of the voice or something like that, but I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's literally nothing wrong with it. Adam Sandler plays a guy with uh, mild intellectual disorder. Mm-hmm. That's the diagnosis, by the way. Uh, you don't call people mentally retarded nowadays, just so you guys know. It's yeah. mild intellectual <laughs> disorder. And uh, he's actually very, very smart. He's pretty witty. He's easily scared, which <laughs> the whole thing with the car at the drive-in was like, oh, yeah. that's when I was like, all right, come on. Yeah. And like those, but when he'd see like the decorations and they'd scare him and he'd like fucking hit him with his cup or like stuff like that. That was cool. Like I, I liked it. It's funny. Like it's the testament mm-hmm. to his character, like his reaction to those scenarios. But like there wasn't really anything that you can really nitpick about this movie like, oh, it was trying too hard. It was, no, it did not take itself seriously. Adam Sandler purposely made this movie, quote unquote, bad on purpose because of his, like, lack of reaction to his actual serious movie, Uncut Gems. Yeah, which was great. Yeah. And he was fantastic in that movie. And I thought he did well in Hubie Halloween, too. I did, know? too. He Completely was. Completely different character, but. Yeah, he was like the fucking, he had the whole package, like, mm-hmm. in this movie. I don't care what anyone says. It sucked. And there's that one guy I saw you were arguing, like, if you like this movie, you're a pedophile. Like, what? I, dude, I don't even want to talk about that, because I have no idea what that guy was fucking talking about. I said that the movie had kind of like a childlike qual- like humor sort of to it, even though it was adult. an adult movie not like that but you know it was adult oriented and then i don't know that guy was an idiot but a lot of people are like yeah it sucks you know like what did you expect it's a adam sandler comedy that happens to take place on and it was still like number two yeah on netflix for a while so i think it's still pretty popular on netflix maybe not in the top 10 or whatever but yeah a lot of people were watching it i enjoyed it the halloween vibes were strong the setting let's talk about the setting salem massachusetts yeah what a perfect place literally as i was watching it i texted my girlfriend like hey we should definitely go to salem like next year during like halloween time Mm -hmm. yeah i'd love to go there it must be really really cool uh even just from from the tourism aspect but if that was the actual setting where they filmed it yeah i'm not sure on that but probably was i've never i've never seen a city like that in movies yeah got that new england vibe yeah you know which i which i loved i mean uh and i think that was kind of a callback to to like the fog yeah even with the radio you know broadcast station and everything like that um this movie actually had quite a lot of uh easter eggs and callbacks to to older movies friday 13th even and uh halloween fog halloween 
Jaws even. Um, so if you're like, oh. it's not super obvious, but, but um, you can catch fucking them. silver bullet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You. I mean, you can catch these. You know, if <laughs> with a well-trained eye, you can be like, oh shit, like hey, that. I don't want to. I don't want to give any away, but um, they're in there. So this movie clearly is kind of a love letter to all those classic old horror movies, but does its own thing too. I mean, this the story isn't <laughs> the most complex or anything, but it's fun to follow along with, you know. Um, and then of course the cast is the biggest thing that I kind of want to talk about. I did love the set design, but the cast is like out of this world. Oh, I love it. Kevin James, Rob Schneider, mm-hmm. that weird dude that looks like Don Knotts. It's Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. I forget his name. <laughs> Crazy eyed Steve Adam, Buscemi. Adam Sandler, his mom, mm-hmm. uh, the girl that he likes, the people that bully him. Like every, I, I think it was great. I think the mm-hmm. casting was great. Everyone had great chemistry. I think too. Like, it mm-hmm. felt like everyone's known each other forever. I also like how every time Huey would ride his bike, people would throw shit at him and shoot flaming <laughs> arrows and shit. Like, come Dude, on. Honestly, this movie... I think someone threw a fridge at some point. I don't remember. I think so. I think you're right. This movie had, honestly, a lot of great running gags. Yeah. Which is rare for comedies nowadays. But, like, that, his thermos, having all these wild contraptions built into it and shit like that. I loved, I loved that. it. Yeah. It was just fun. Like, there were a lot of great running gags. They never really got too old like maybe the throwing things gag you know no i liked it no i liked it i liked it pretty much all the way through <laughs> especially yeah. at the end where he they shoot an arrow at him and it misses and goes into a tree <laughs> he's like seriously like, yeah <laughs> trying to kill him at this point yeah Jesus no I, I i liked it it was it was funny um well written you know i mean with the cast they're mostly all comedians so I think that's probably one of the most tight-knit groups in the entertainment world. I would say so. To be honest. So they definitely like know each other pretty well. They can kind of bounce off of each other's energy and humor. Um, you know, Ray Liotta even, who is not like a Yeah, huge, why was he in there? I don't know. But he played the, the role so perfectly. He's not really like a comedian, but he was great. Yeah, I didn't even recognize him almost <laughs> at first. Yeah. Maya Rudolph was in this as well. Keenan Thompson. Yeah, he played the other cop. I think he was slightly underused. He was very underused. But but he had like just kind of a small. I, I miss seeing role, him. So. Yeah, same. <laughs> Wasn't he in? Uh, he was in Stan Helsing, right? Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he he was great in that. I kind of wish he was used uh, more he was efficiently in Scre- here. But no, he wasn't in Scream Four. No, I, I thought he was. No, think he was in any of them. the other guy was um, the guy who's in like Scary Movie Four. Him and his friend talking about um, him and his friend who did like just trying to grab some nuts in the <laughs> tent. Remember? Oh yeah, I think so. He was in a lot of Jim Carrey movies. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just got mixed up because I saw him playing a cop in Scream Four, and then I was like, Kel uh, Keenan plays the cop in fucking this, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh wait, wait a minute, like. Yeah, I know. Whoever you're talking about is not, like, coming to mind immediately, but I know who you're talking about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the cast was, was fantastic, and, and you know, it looked really good, too. It looked professional. Even the effects were good, yeah. you know? It was really well shot, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those, like, nighttime shots of, like, the moon and... And all the different mysteries and twists. Yeah. Honestly, it was it was fun. It was, it was a cool little neatly packaged story to follow along with. And I wasn't expecting the end either. I'm not going to, you know, say what happened, but I wasn't expecting the end all that much. Um, so it was nice to be kind of surprised. And uh, yeah, just well-written, great dialogue too. So ultimately, yes, I mean, it's kind of a silly movie, but don't get your expectations up like this is the next Hereditary or but something. But see, like you know. my expectations were up about it being a fun, goofy yeah. Halloween movie. 
Exactly. That's what I wanted to watch. Like, like, did people get mad that Goosebumps wasn't terrifying? No, it was goofy, just like the TV show. Right. I think some people just hate stuff just to hate stuff. Like, like we said before, just anything new, they have to immediately scrutinize it for whatever reason and just say that it's like shit. But it was great. And, you know, I think this is going to become a Halloween mainstay in the same vein as all those other type of comedic films, even like stuff like Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yes. Or even like the old kind of Nickelodeon specials or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has that nice vibe to it. This is one that you could probably watch a little earlier in the month or maybe like the middle of the month on like a weekend just to kind of sit back and chill. I would with. say definitely like middle of the month or even close to Halloween. But yeah. for me, when it gets close to Halloween, that's when I pull out the Halloween Blu-rays. Oh, yeah. No, I know what you mean. But, you know, this one has a lot of uh, attention paid to like the Halloween decorations and even like the attractions like the haunted house and the uh, classic movie uh, drive-in experience so i mean if you want halloween vibes this is the movie this, this is the one 100 yeah. out of all the movies i've watched this year i watched hills of halloween i revisited that one heavy halloween vibes mm-hmm. but this one was just different because the whole city was pimped out with halloween stuff and it's in salem massachusetts mm-hmm. yeah it's perfect you know and like i said there are like those little easter eggs peppered in and stuff but it's not too overwhelming like they don't rely on them specifically to advance the story or make any type of gags or anything so i dug it i thought it was cool just you know sit back and enjoy don't don't set your bar too high like there's no no point yeah don't psychoanalyze it like the fuck so this isn't a fucking a24 film right (laughs) no thank god um not that anything's wrong with a24 but it didn't need to be that you know so the next two uh, movies are a little bit less goofy, a little bit different, even though one of them is a, a bit humorous. But Hubie Halloween, definitely recommend it. Absolutely had honestly, the highest Halloween type of content. Honestly, like solid, like 9 out of 10 for me. I loved it. Yeah. Just, you know, based on what it is, I really can't see a whole lot of, you know, fault. I really but, loved it. Yeah. It was fun. So, guys, go check that one out. It is on Netflix. The next two movies are going to be exclusive to Shudder. And let's talk about this next one because it is the more serious of the bunch. But I really like this one too. I think as far as mood goes, vibe, atmosphere, even though Hubie Halloween had all that in spades with with the Halloween theme and everything. Yeah, this one was just like atmospheric and Mm -hmm. spooky just for the sake of it. Just for the sake Mm -hmm. of horror instead of like being more Halloween related and surprise surprise had a collection of tales oh yes yeah this one is the mortuary collection recently released on shutter i think like last week even um i knew i had to watch this one right away because uh just even like the art style of the cover on shutter and everything looked really cool clancy brown is in it as this creepy old mortician i noticed him the second i saw him Mm -hmm. you know dude that guy could be the next tall man everyone's saying that i think so he had the look in this movie and if you just put him in that big ass like tall suit and maybe maybe put some stilts on him i don't think he's that tall no he was uh, he could do it he was only like two inches shorter than the tall man i think mm-hmm. yeah just change the makeup a little bit so it doesn't look like he's like actually on the verge of death <laughs> yeah like in this movie and i think he would be perfect but no he played a great character in this one uh you know i wasn't quite sure what to expect because you see him and you're like 
okay, there's something up with this guy, like he's evil or or something like that. But I think the way his character unfolded was was pretty cool, uh, a little bit different. But he basically is a storyteller. And when this girl uh, just shows up at his mortuary, um, she is very inquisitive and she you know, learns that he's a storyteller and she wants to be impressed by his tales. And she wants a job, allegedly. Allegedly wants a, a position there, yeah. So he's kind of, you know, vetting her and trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with her and like her personality and everything. So he he obliges and he tells her four specific uh, tales. So there is the main wraparound story with them kind of going through the mortuary and him showing her the ropes and what everything is and stuff like that. And the first story was kind of lackluster on purpose to set her, set mm-hmm. us up for the bigger one. So it was like the little monster in the mirror. Yep. And then after that was the pregnancy one, if I'm correct. Yeah, that one was pretty crazy. We're not going to spoil it, but. And then I think the. <laughs> the third was the. Um, was it the sick wife? Yeah, that one. Yep. Then the last one, one was her story, right? Yep. Yeah. So the progression, honestly, is really cool because it. It feels different right away yeah for sure and mainly through the dialogue so you have to kind of pay attention to um the girl and and then classy brown as the mortician speaking and pay attention to the newspapers too yeah you can kind of put two and two together yeah so definitely pay attention um it's a cool reveal at the end i actually wasn't expecting what happened to happen um so i was pleasantly surprised also it is some of the segments are the first segment was like classic like tales from the crypt with the mirror Mm -hmm. the second one was like kind of like goofy it had like those remember like those zoom in shots when he grabs his keys starts his car that one was kind of like very lighthearted, very Mm -hmm. goofy then the third one was very experimental horror very avant-garde like that and then the last one was like you think it's gonna be like the classic babysitter setup Mm -hmm. and then the whole wraparound story brings them all into perspective and did you notice that in a lot of the skits they reuse the same characters like the same people from the funeral oh yeah well one character in particular i think was in all of the them, bearded guy which was intentional yeah but yeah there were a, f- a few characters. i mean i'm guessing they didn't have like the biggest cast ever you know what my twist but... is i think the twist is at the end when he's in the commercial like not like the news report and he's a police officer mm-hmm. i think he's one of the escaped patients i don't know if that's the oh Maybe. I th- I'm thinking it's just a different I, character, but... Because after what happened in the elevator, mm-hmm. you know, they probably put him in an asylum. <laughs> that would be interesting. And then he's just, like, posing as a cop. Yeah, <laughs> because, you know, all the stories... Because all the stories take place all in this kind of one town. Mm-hmm. At least that's what it seems like. Um, but from the wiki, I actually learned that they take place in different decades. Oh, okay. Which is cool. Like the first story set in the 1950s, the next in the 60s and 70s, and I'm assuming the last in the 80s, um, which is very interesting. I haven't really seen that done before. So they all kind of take elements from those decades and kind of put them in. But this, the movie itself still has its own very, uh, I think, unique type of vibe to it you know it has that kind of spooky seaside new england type of coastal uh atmosphere i guess i would say you know there's a lot of like fog and stuff like that so not totally unlike (laughs) hubie halloween even but it's definitely you can tell that it's kind of like dated on purpose yeah that's what it seemed like to me honestly which i liked i just like the whole vibe of it like Mm -hmm. ever since it started i really enjoyed it. it was like a cute little like not so serious movie but 
I like the lesson about, you know, like shit always comes back to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think the way that they structured the stories and then, uh, looped in the framing story with the dialogue really, really was nice because it's kind of a meta analysis of just storytelling in general. Yes. And even horror anthologies and horror, uh, overall as well, because, you know, I know a lot of us realize that something is a little, um, <laughs> repetitive or clearly inspired by like a different movie or whatever. And it doesn't really feel like its own thing. You know, stuff gets shoehorned in just because that's kind of like a trope or it's a generally accepted, you know, type of element to throw into a story, even like a twist, you know, but I think this movie addresses it intelligently. And as each story goes along, you can kind of see the progression in how it addresses the message, just how it structures the story itself and things like that. So I think that was pretty cool. I think it was very well done. I mean, I wasn't in love with it. I really liked it, but it wasn't like a perfect like 10 out of 10. This was great, but it was just something different yeah. than all the fucking anthologies we've been getting fed that have been kind of cookie cutter over the past few years. Like mm-hmm. just the whole the whole thing about not only about storytelling, but like the importance of storytelling and the lessons and that you don't always get away with shit. And mm-hmm. like, that's just how, you know, people some think like so, sometimes think like, oh, the bad guy always gets away with it in real life. But one way or another, like shit comes back mm-hmm. to you like tenfold, whether it doesn't have to be now, you don't have to like face like immediate justice, but it's like a science thing, mm-hmm. science based thing. Every action has a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely pay attention to that stuff, guys. And it, it'll make you think a little bit. I think it, it's smartly done. Like, it doesn't come off as, you know, preachy or... Or posh. Or too much or anything, yeah. But, um, but you know, you can tell that it's competently put together. And I think even just from the set design to the, the score, which was nice and very relevant, I think, to, like, the times that the movie portrayed, to cinematography, you know, all that stuff um, was, was, I think approached in a meaningful and passionate way so i agree um you know it's not perfect but it doesn't have to be i think it was well done enough and it's one of the better anthology movies that we've had come out recently so just from the vibes and all that stuff alone the fact that it's actual kind of quality uh storytelling i think makes it a good contender for that halloween season status you know exactly so i also had a shout out to halloween in there i don't know if you noticed in the in the oh, segment yeah. where she was watching the kid, the babysitter murders was on TV. Yep, yeah, which was the original title of Halloween. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, and I mean, it kind of played to it just the way it unfolded. But yes, also not really, but it it was a nice little yeah homage to that. I, I agree. So yeah, really cool movie. That one is exclusive to Shutter, so it's already out. If you guys have Shutter, you can go watch it right now, and I do recommend it. Uh, and then. The last movie that we have to talk about is also on Shudder. And I mentioned this before. This one uh, officially came out at the end of 2019, but it it came to Shudder this year. And I think this year is probably when a lot of people really kind of took notice of it and, and were talking about it. So I think for the, for the sake of this discussion, 
it's, it's fine to include it, but we're talking about Satanic Panic. Which had a lot of controversy when it came out, unneeded controversy. I bought the Blu-ray when it came out. I fortunately got the Blu-ray with the slipcover that says Satanic Panic. Walmart, because of its fucking Bible thumpers that love to shop there, <laughs> added a slipcover onto it. That covered the title Satanic Panic. It's the same same as my slipcover, except it only says panic on there. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. I'm not going to get into the religious aspect of it, clearly, but I don't know. It, it was totally just unnecessary form of censorship. Because what's going to happen if you just stroll across it and, you know, nobody is going to, like, buy it for their six-year-old kid. Yeah. Let's be honest. But still, so. like, Satanic Panic, like, sa- Satanism is a religion. Mm-hmm. And we have freedom of religion here. So, like, what if real Satanists go to Walmart and, like, Walmart decides, like, hey, you know, we make stuff for Christians and all that stuff. We can make stuff for Satanists, too. And we have Satanic pendants and stuff like that. What are people going to be like? I don't want this here. It's evil. It's like, well, too bad. If you're an American and you believe in everything that our founding fathers stood for, we have a freedom of religious choice and to be religious. And that is also a religion. And so many lawsuits will start over it if... We were like, oh, we don't sell those. Um, imagine like, like if we're like, if you're a Muslim and you go into a place and people start complaining that they sell hijabs over there or Qurans or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not cool to do that to those people. Just like it's not cool to do that to Christians either, or to Satanists or to Hindus or to Buddhists. Like, if one's included, they all have to be included. Either it's all okay or none of it is. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I think that was a stupid decision, but you know what? The movie is still on there. Uh, even the title is referring to a real <laughs> craze that happened oh, here yeah. in the U.S. The Satanic Panic of what was it? The seventies, eighties, seventies. I think yeah. It was the it was with the rise of like it honestly happened with like the whole Manson thing, mm-hmm. but also the rise of goth music and culture in the eighties. Yeah, there was counterculture aplenty during that time, obviously. Like with the whole post punk movement and mm-hmm. like the birth of goth with Bauhaus's Bella Lugosi's dead. Yeah. And people, like, starting to get into, like, esoteric occult-looking stuff and people dressing in black and, like, talking about Wicca and stuff. Like, there was news about kids being kidnapped and murdered and all this sort of hoopla that most was not true. Yeah. But it was like a fucking pandemic in itself. Yeah, essentially. But this movie is sort of referencing that whole craze, but kind of putting its own spin on it, which is cool. Uh, it doesn't take place in the 70s or 80s or anything. It takes place in the modern day, but it it does have to do with those satanic cults that everybody was so afraid of. Yes. Um, except, of course, this movie kind of takes it to the obvious level and puts that whole situation right in the middle of white suburban America, mm-hmm. like the like the real wealthy type of uh you know gated community type yeah of those place. like really posh dickheads which which if you know if anybody was gonna be like a satan worshiping cult then it would probably be that type oh of yeah environment. i don't know <laughs> not to say you know anything but i mean let's be real um so this movie that's what it essentially is about uh, this uh pizza delivery girl happens to get um a delivery order to that part of town and she goes there and of course Things kind of fall apart for her after she just tries to collect, you know, the money for the order um, because people uh, have other 
plans for her. And then shit just kind of spirals out of control. Only because they find out she's a virgin. Right, right, yeah. If anybody asks you, just don't tell them. Just don't tell anybody that you're a virgin. Unless, you know, it's a prospective sexual partner, then sure, go ahead. But uh, don't do it if you think they're going to sacrifice you to the devil. So that Or to Baphomet. Or to Baphomet. Because then... <laughs> technically... Well, it's another name. Technically, I come around in the movie at the end. Right. Yeah, you don't want to spawn any, you know, demon babies. Yeah. You don't want that. Fucking Christ. Can't believe they use Samuel. That's just another name (laughs) for Samael. Yeah. It's okay. Don't be offended. No, I'm not. It was a good movie. (laughs) It was, honestly. And then it has the the fucking code of Sam's. Remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... It was okay. I didn't particularly care for that whole thing i know it <laughs> i know it's important to you yeah him, but i mean just as uh i don't know as a part of the script i thought it was kind of clever but ultimately maybe unnecessary but um I, overall i think the writing was solid this is definitely um a, a horror comedy as well it even featured like hannah stocking who's like some you know even though there was all action youtube star but even though there was all that blood and whatnot mm-hmm. Still a comedy. We've had comedies, Club Dread, mm-hmm. Scary Movie, all that stuff with a fuck ton of blood. Even Evil Dead too. Yeah, yeah, true. But you know, if anything, this movie I think would relate probably more to the the recent horror comedy trend uh, that includes movies like The Final Girls, The Babysitter, The Babysitter. You might be the killer. Yeah, stuff like that. So if you kind of want an idea of the the vibe of the of the movie then that that would be it pretty much but i still think it works well for the halloween season just because uh it uses that whole satanic panic kind of uh like theme to to wrap everything around in and uh it's fun there's there's plenty of blood plenty of gore um some pretty nice kills and there's even some kind of like magical stuff in it so i don't believe it's set on halloween but those themes automatically to me scream you know halloween for some reason yeah especially um with the whole ritualistic stuff and like Mm -hmm. the mess of people and like the whole like something's going wrong in the neighborhood aspect you know what i mean like that kind of like gives me like Mm -hmm. real like halloweeny vibes because every time there's a halloween movie something's going on in the neighborhood yeah exactly uh no i i think that makes complete sense and uh it was it was paced pretty well you know i thought the overall story was fun um it didn't it didn't go too deep you know or too big which is what i liked about it you know it it, like you said it kept it in the neighborhood but it kept it reasonably confined which was nice because it allowed for those those kills to come up uh and be important and then it allowed for some pretty nice character interactions i honestly thought that hubie halloween was even kind of funnier oh yeah for sure hubie halloween was out of the three, it's my favorite movie. Oh, yeah, same. But, you know, this movie, uh, even though it didn't have quite that laugh-out-loud type of humor to it, it, I would say the humor was more that kind of shock mm-hmm. humor that even, like, the babysitter has, more so than actually being funny-funny. But if any of you gore-hounds out there, you know, want blood and stuff, then this is the movie out of the three for you, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely check out Satanic Panic. This one also gets, like... So, I gave Huey Halloween, like, a solid 9 out of 10. Mortuary Collection, 
eight and a half out of ten. This one I give a solid eight out of ten. Like these are all enjoyable movies for me. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I think they all fit the the Halloween season really well. So if you haven't seen any of them, go check them out. Again, Hubie Halloween is on Netflix and the other two are on Shudder. I think you'll have a good time with all of them. Um, you know, even just like I said, the pacing, the story and everything for Satanic Panic was fun to follow along with. So I don't think you'll get bored of that one. Um, the acting was really solid as well, I thought. And uh, the visuals were, were good too. It's, it's maybe maybe the brightest movie out of the bunch, but I still think that it was composed well and the cinematography and everything was good. So yeah, check all these out for sure. And we even had uh, maybe a few other quick suggestions that we wanted to give out. So anything off the top of your head, like maybe underrated movies that you want to tell people about? Uh, underrated movies. Um, I loved Candy Corn. Monster Night is also another good one. Okay. There is Haunt, if you guys haven't checked out Haunt. Mm-hmm. Um, there is The Willies, mm. Halloween at Aunt Ethel's, and there's also one I really like called Scare Zone. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. That one's that pretty out. good. We might, If you want to check it out, we could. Yeah, possibly. Um, I had a few as well. Um, Eyes Without a Face is a really kind of beloved classic that I think is overlooked in kind of the general sort of horror community, but uh, it's a really nice looking black and white uh, horror film from France. And um, it, it hauntingly beautiful cinematography. Uh, it's kind of really creepy too. It's basically about this uh, girl who I think gets into an accident and her father is uh, a surgeon and her face was like horribly disfigured. And I, I, I think the whole thing is like, he basically, um, you know, gets victims and is trying to like cut off their faces or something like that to reform her face. It, it's got some really creepy imagery. Um, the Grave Dancers is a good one. Murder Party. I don't know if you've seen that, but that one. Uh, I heard of it. Pretty low, it. pretty low budget, but uh, pretty cool. Also set on Halloween. So if you're looking for movies set on Halloween. Idle Hands also. Idle Hands is a good one. Uh, not really Halloween centered, but Tales from the Crib Demon Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, another anthology carpenters body bags yeah that's a good one i had also paranorman which uh is an animated kind of a kids movie but uh has a lot of halloween vibes too that also cool. monster house would be a good one monster house is a good one um what's the other one with, with the dog god i'm forgetting now the tim burton one i know there's Coraline. that's a good Coraline's a good one. one i think you guys know what i'm talking about but anyway um, I had also on here Scare Package, which is a new one on show. Nightmare Cinema. Nightmare Cinema. And then I also had Witch House. I think that's a, that's a nice one. That's on Tubi, right? Yep, I think so. And then uh, Spookies. Spookies. There's <laughs> Houses October Built. Mm-hmm. And do not skip out on Night of the Demons. No, like the original? Yeah. yeah. If you've never seen it for some reason. You need... To, you, that is That has to be mm-hmm. part of your, of your Halloween movie watch list. It's... I'm down to watch that one. Fuck. I mean, I'm gonna be down to watch it too. Yeah. I, it's been a while for me. Even even the opening like uh, credits sequence, you know, is, yeah. is one of the best and has hella Halloween vibes. I think that's definitely a when you get close to Halloween. Like yeah, you watch that that one. Cross Kicker maybe not so much. <laughs> the third one's really similar to the first one. Mm-hmm. Same premise, same everything. Yep. And the remake's not bad. It's okay. That's the one I with would, uh, 
the fucking, dude from Terminator. Yeah, right? no, but he's like fat now because <laughs> he was like a junkie for a while or whatever. Or Let's guy. not talk about him. Oh yeah, I know. He's getting better though. Have you seen him? That's good. He's no, getting better. I'm happy him, for him because like that's good. I remember him vividly in Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Sad, but I mean, no, I think the remake is is solid as well. Obviously, way more modern, kind of almost grittier than than the original, but. You have to check those out for Halloween. Uh, it's it's I think it's required watching for sure. So um, yeah, those are some other suggestions, guys. Uh, obviously, check out the three main ones: Hubie Halloween, The Mortuary Collection, and Satanic Panic. Especially if you're looking for kind of a newer horror movie to watch during the season. Maybe get yourselves that Friday the Thirteenth box set. Oh yeah, you do. I got mine at Best Buy. I heard people having problems with some of their discs and like mm-hmm. some scratches. Mine came perfect. Well, the, I think there's an issue with all the discs uh, with some actual footage. Like one of them uh, is missing like a scene and one of them has some other issues. So you should probably submit um, a request for replacement discs anyway, just to be safe. Okay. But uh, I don't know if that's only if you got them from Screen Factory or something or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Mine was straight from Best Buy and like... I don't have a problem with the covers. I heard Jason Goes to Hell is actually not the unrated one on there. Oh, yeah. I think that's That's right. the big problem. That's not one of the the disc issues, but yeah, it's unfortunate that they didn't include the... I think Jason Goes to Hell is one of them where it's like there's supposed to be a specific shot that's in there, but um, but it, it's just gone for some reason. <laughs> so they have to like add that. And then I think there's some kind of other issues with the other ones. So anyway, if you, if you get that... Put in a request for your replacement disc, but that is out. So you guys should definitely check that out if you it's have about a hundred thirty bucks. But yeah, if you, you have get money. every Jason movie that he's ever been in. Yep. Plus uh, the first four are restored in four K, which is sweet. And um, I don't know if restored is the right word, but I think scanned to four K. Yeah. And then there's a ton of additional extra features and stuff, and you know there's those are always so, cool. There's a documentary on every single disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of new commentaries. Lots of other really cool things. So. Just like the Halloween old box sets had. So. Yep. Yep. I think there was also some recent, uh, the Omen and the Fly collections as well. So it's a good time to be a horror fan. It really is. Is what we're trying to say. Lots of great movies out there. Uh, oh, Sleepy Hollow. That's another good one. Yes. Been Sleepy Hollow is a great one. Yep. So guys, if you want any more suggestions or if you want to chat about anything, you know, you can hit us up. Uh, go visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Grave Discussions. And go check out the website as well, gravediscussions.net. We have our episode archives on there. So if this is the first episode you're hearing from us, welcome. And if you want to go check out the rest, you can go uh, listen to them on the website. We have over 100 hours of material, guys. Definitely, at we're, least. We're pros now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, this one's going to be fairly long, but... Uh, you know, it is a special episode. Rightfully so. Usually, you know, we trim them down. They used to be about sometimes an hour and a half. We trim mm-hmm. them down to about 50 minutes to like a short, short, shorter than an hour. Like yeah. we cut out some of like the filler stuff sometimes. But mm-hmm. this one's very special because it's our favorite time of the year. Yeah, we had we had to talk to you guys. You know, we had, we had to come back even with COVID and everything going on and just deliver you guys some great Halloween content. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope that you uh, like all the movies. Let us know if you do. And um, unless you have anything else you want to say, Sam, I think that's going to wrap it up here. No, I hope you all enjoy your Halloween. Be fun, be safe and have a great October. Yeah. Be scared. It's okay. (laughs) And just, you know, cut back, let loose, Uh, get your mental energy right 
just watch some horror movies and of course most importantly have a happy halloween and we will see you whenever we see you on grave discussions (laughs) happy halloween happy halloween This has been an SRD production.